You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Cat King Cole, gotta go milking Cat's Eye Beach. They're into the home straight. Leap to Fame leads the way. Leap to Fame shakes off She's Notorious Mystical Charm. Wider, we've got Judge Juge on talk to the music. Leap to Fame in front, in hand and in command, goes all of the way. Leap to Fame, Leap to Fame from a Chris Barsby's probably thinking, what was that race that I've just <laughs> replayed there? But that was Leap to Fame's first ever victory, Chris, at start number two. Six to of April 2021. Yeah, well, you certainly had uh, had me scratching there, Steve. I wasn't <laughs> sure what replay that one was. But, uh, I thought I'll find go. his first win and play that this morning. There you go. He won yeah. by five and a half metres. Started $1.60. I tell you what, Steve, this is a good uh, contest coming up on uh, Saturday night. Leap the fame, be speak the truth. I think many were expecting these two were likely to clash in the patron's purse at Reckliff in a couple of weeks' time. But Christmas has come early for punters here because uh, they're going head-to-head here on Saturday night. Leap the Fame draws inside of Speak the Truth, so he's clearly got the uh, the whip hand there. But uh, this is a good contest, part of another big program, 11 races. The flashing red is set to be one of the features there, but uh, many eyes are going to be glued to, to Leap the Fame. As we know, Steve, you were talking moments ago about Magnificent Storm. Look, he's going to make a mess of those on, on Friday night over in the West. He goes up against the 2020 Pacing Cup winner in Mighty Conqueror, uh, but he's just far too good for them. He's been plagued with injuries, Mighty Conqueror, and he's fresh up since this year's WA Pacing Cup. And he could be the biggest draw card that, uh, you know, Queensland, Racing Queensland could have for our carnival because the, the, the Kiwis are just dropping like flies. So Merlin, a no-go. Uh, he's not coming. Uh, we know the All-Stars aren't coming. In fact, you, you look at the top five stables in New Zealand, Barry Purden, Mark Purden, uh, Lincoln Farms, Kentuckiana Lodge, uh, Stonewall Stud. They're not going to be represented at this year's carnival. So for the second straight year, the big Kiwis aren't going to be here in Brisbane at this stage. So a Magnificent Storm is going to be the X-Factor horse for the carnival at this point in time. I should never assume. I was thinking earlier with Leap to Fame, just knowing his quality, that he'd start really short. And I said, you know, deep in the red. But as you mentioned, we speak the truth there. He's not going to be as short as we, we anticipated initially. Well, he's still going to be a clear favourite. He'll be deep into the red. But um, it'll be interesting to see sort of what they go, I reckon, if you could get a dollar twenty. Um, that'd be a little bit of value, but uh, he's going to be a clear favourite. The fact that he's drawn inside of Speak the Truth, like I said, he's got that uh, unbelievable advantage straight away, and uh, he couldn't have been any more impressive first up. So looking forward to seeing him. He sort of teased us, Grand Dixon, because he trialled from the stand last week. The flashing red is a stand, so there was that possibility he could have gone that way, but he's opted for the mobile race on Saturday night. So it'll be interesting now, now that he is qualified from the stand, is he looking at the Reckliff Cup? Because that's worth good money mm. in a couple of weeks' time. Plus, he has he got some. He's got four runners, I think, in the discretionary off uh, the flashing red, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, he sure does. First guest sure with does. us, Chris. Brendan Barnes. He's the number one ticket holder for the, uh, the Leap to Fame fan club, and he's online with us now. Brendan, good morning. Good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. If we could get that Saturday night Leap to Fame, is that, uh, is that stealing money? Oh, I've got a lot of respect for Speak the Truth, but obviously, yeah, Leap to Fame drawn inside of him. I think um, it'll be interesting in the first corner. I think Speak the Truth might have a look at him, and if he happens to get across, where sort of Leap to Fame's gate speed's probably unknown of how much is there, and 
but if speak the truth gets across him, then it's race on. Mm, it's a couple of fair points you just raised there, and we'll talk more about that in the lead up to Saturday night's race. Look, I wanted to talk to you about your book of drives tonight. Um, you might need to have a word to your manager because you're down for about five drives tonight. It's Origin Night, and you're a proud New South Welshman. So uh, what's happened there? Uh, you know, you just got to do these things, unfortunately. <laughs> I actually, I thought Origin was last week. That's how close I've been following it this year. But um, we'll sneak off to the driver's room between races and, and have a quick look. And if the Maroons are up, we, uh, we'll turn the telly off and we'll just worry about driving. You're that confident you don't have to worry about uh, watching the game tonight. You just go out and do your thing on the track. Well, you'd you'd like to hope so, but on um, on last year's efforts, I'm I'm a bit scared to be honest with you. Okay, well let's focus at the task at hand here. Your five drives tonight, all for Graham's Why Miss Strepo race four, drawn off the second row. How do you rate her in this lineup? She's she's going quite okay. She got terribly unlucky with a flat tire last week, but. Um, you know, hopefully a little bit of speed if Mr. Hart can sort of hold up from the one and, and keep it pretty pretty genuine, then um, I think if, if we can hold our run for as late as possible, then, then she's got to be half a hope. OK, well, you've got options from that draw. Two off the second row. Mr. Hart does look the likely leader draw on the inside. So does it look peg-dominated? Goldie's a delight drawn directly behind Mr. Hart. Have you got an option there going to the fence where you want to stay one off? That's obviously an option to go the fence, but I think if, if we go the fence where only we're just definitely driving for place money, where I sort of think if, if we stayed off and, and sort of something happened Mr. Hart and he got a little bit of pressure, he might maybe take Goldie's a delight a little bit out of it and we can probably sort of, yeah, hope to drive to win off the fence. Okay. She goes best at this track, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. If, if they run it sort of pretty genuinely and they're not getting home in, in a sort of rapid quarter, then she's always running on. Okay, so you're just hoping for a little bit of mid-race tempo for her? Yeah, definitely. Just genuine the whole way. It'd be lovely. All right. Race six, rolled in gold. Now, she's teasing this uh, this mare. She's very close to a win. Uh, a runner-up last time out. Can she go one better tonight, or is the draw a little bit of a sticking point? The, the draw is not really a concern because she sort of gets back anyway. She She can do a little bit wrong. Um, I, I thought she was busting to win a race, and then she really let us down two starts ago. She had perfect trip, everything sort of worked out for her. She should have won. Um, in saying that, last week she ran on really strong when held up a little bit. So she's in the same boat. She just needs to hope it's it's run along pretty evenly, and uh, yeah, she'll get she'll get into the money, I think. Okay, so disappointed two starts ago, but she, did she get you back in with that last start second? Oh, sort of yes and no, because she, she got me back in because she she was a little bit unlucky. So you thought, oh, yeah, that was good. Where the start before when she, she wasn't unlucky at all, she got the perfect trip and, and it was just sort of hers to win. And then and then she let us down. So, so yes and no. Okay. With this lineup, uh, are the main dangers drawn to your inside here? Horses like Tullers, Cuddles, Five Star Gem, do they look the hardest to beat? Yeah, they are. You, you'd think they'd both go forward and, and probably both be keen to be on pace, obviously, also. They'll drive Moretta tough from the 2-2. Two -two. They like her to be sort of up there and, and taking luck out of the equation. So she might even try and hold up from the 2 and, and throw another spinner into the works. OK. Uh, race 7, Mr Delwin. He's got the one win to his credit. He's got the same gate as rolled in gold. So he's drawn out in five. Is this within his reach tonight? He's definitely improving a lot sort of each and every time he goes around. He's um, sort of not the most tractable horse. He hangs quite bad. He hits a knee quite bad. He... Um, He's a real fence horse, and, and we're not anywhere near that luxury from five. So 
we um yeah we're just going to hope that he he steers a little bit better and his gates a little bit better again and and just it's probably just yeah a run and and hope he's better for it. Okay, his sole victory was at this track in trip, so that's that's a that's a plus. Yeah, it was a plus, albeit it was behind the leader in sort of an upside down run race. So he's just yeah, hopefully he goes well and and he wouldn't be the the craziest thing in the world if he was to win, but he needs a little bit to happen. Okay, uh, two interesting runners in the, uh, the the last couple of races. Scores in race nine, the two-year-old. He's had the three runs now, and all runs so far have been really good. Draws two off the second row. Could this be his time to shine tonight? Definitely. It's um, it's probably a good draw for him. He got a little bit funny hit in the first corner last week, so we're probably going to have to be careful of that from the second row. He might get a little bit revved up and want to go sort of too hard, but um, if he does everything right, it's it's by no means a strong race. I think he can win for sure. Okay, he's a big fella. He lacks nothing in size. No, he, he's, he looks more like a five-year-old than a two-year-old, but um, once he sort of, yeah, catches up to himself, he's probably a little bit little bit big for his own good at the moment, but um, he, he's probably one to follow in the future. Okay, so he's got maturing to do, but he handles the track no problem. Yeah, he does. As I said, he's a little bit fun, funny first corner last week, but he sort of he hit that corner pretty quick and, and just wanted to sort of hang out a little bit. So, um, yeah, he'll be better for that. All right, a couple of key runners there, first starters from Good Stables, uh, Good Stables, Lord Memnock and Breeze on Bye Bye. Uh, how do you sort of rate them? To be honest, I'll have to dive into their form a little bit later in the day. I haven't really gotten around them, but as, as you said, they come from two of the top barns in the state, so everything they turn out to the races, you've got to show a lot of respect to. Okay. Did you have the choice in this race? Uh, Chloe's Promise also steps out here, so did you have the choice? I didn't, to be honest. I think probably just because because we've been tinkering a little bit with scores, we just kept the same driver on him just to, to make sure he keeps doing everything right. All right, well, that scores in race nine. He's well-named, that guy. In race 10, the last, Minarua. Um, she's looking to break through for win number one. Have they found the right race here? Oh, I think any of any of these maidens at Redcliffe, whether it be Wednesday or Thursday, are the right race. It's sort of, you know, there's not normally much between the top bunch, and, and she's just got to wait for a day, whether it's tonight or not. She's just, yeah, she won't be far away. Can she lead this field from gate two? She's been getting out a lot better. The, uh, the most desk gets out okay, but can do a little bit wrong. So we'll we'll probably have a look. We'll, we might try and push it into the first corner and see how we go. Okay. Which one are you most confident about going into tonight's program? Uh, I think probably any of them are a chance if something happens for them. I think maybe rolled in gold. Hopefully she doesn't let me down again. Okay. Fingers crossed there. Uh, you're going really well. Numbers are stacking up strong for 2023. Clearly on pace to bring up another century season. Are you happy with the form right now? Yeah, can't complain. It's a sort of, it's, it's a bit of a power in numbers at the moment. I'm getting, getting a lot of drives and um, yeah, a lot of good drives as well. So yeah, you take them when they come and um, things are going really well at the moment. All right. Some good racing over the next couple of months as well. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. Looking forward to it. All right. You've got to drive on Saturday night in the flashing red. Make mine Memphis. He's going super. Gee, it looks a difficult race. Big field. You don't know what's going to happen at the start, but you can't knock the way your horse is going. Yeah, absolutely. It was, he was very, very hard done by to, to get a 10-metre handicap, I thought. But, um, you know, that's what it is. And out of these discretionaries, there's always someone that's sort of hard done by or unhappy. So um, he'll he'll run on. He'll, yeah, run his usual honest race. And if, if they go hard, he'll be, he'll be charging home. And if they back off, we'll put him into it. 
Yeah, there's just no wiggle room there, is there? Like, there's so many off 10 metres. Uh, you've got a second line or, or, because there's so many off 10 metres. So it's it's going to be tight early. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does make it hard. You only sort of need one to be sort of rearing up or playing up a little bit, and, and it sort of delays the start and, and upsets most of them. But um, we, yes, just got to hope for a, a clean, safe getaway. That's really all it comes down to in these races, just trying to stay out of trouble. All right, uh, beautiful. And quick one, uh, man of the match tonight. G- give me a man of the match. Uh, Nathan Cleary. Oh, favourite backer. Okay, good luck uh, tonight with your uh, on-track stuff, and uh, we'll see how the football goes. Yeah, beauty. Thank you. There's Brendan Barnes joining us. So he's got a number of key drives there tonight. So a couple that need luck, like he said, but if he gets it, uh, he's certainly going to be playing a role. Jonah Hutchison is about to join us now because he's got a couple of runners tonight. And he's he's getting very close to a big milestone, Jonah, because he's nearing 150 driving wins. I think the, uh, the latest tally was about 147. So he's not far away. and He's got some key chances tonight. He joins us now. Jonah, good morning. Thanks for having me on, Chris. Uh, 150 wins fast approaching. Did you realise you were getting close to that mark? I actually had no idea, to be honest. I, um, I've been more focused on my training on this year more than my driving. Well, just on the training numbers, they're impressive as well. Well over 100 winners as a trainer, so they're creeping up quickly. Yeah, we're getting more and more winners um, each year, and the, the milestone of 100, I think I achieved that earlier in the year, so on to 150 and then on to the next thing. Yep, absolutely. We've got two runners in this first race tonight. Montana Express drawn gate three. Right alongside you is Favreau. Is there a great deal between these two horses? Um, Ability-wise, no, there's not much difference. Like, I, I enjoy driving both horses. Um, sort of the way they're driven, though, there's a bit of, bit of difference. Montana Express sort of is a little bit better when he comes with that one run where Favreau likes to control the speed and sort of bully his way around the race. Okay. You're doing more and more with Montana Express in his races now, so that's a good sign. Uh, tonight, gate three, it looks a little sticky because you've got speed runners to your inside. How do you read it? Yeah, look, I, I, there's speed to your inside, but I think we're going to have to have a look to go forward and sort of see if we can slot in up, up the front because... As you said, with the speed to inside, those those are our main dangers, and you want to be as close to them as possible to give your horse every chance. Okay, he was a winner four starts ago. Uh, how, how does this field rate to what he's been racing against of recent times? Yeah, well, the field he was up against last week was um, quite a hard field. It, he was racing up in class to sort of try and draw a bit better, but he come up with the same draw that he's drawn this week. So. Maybe the step back in grade might help him out a little bit. How many races has he won for you now? Because he seems like he's done a really good job for the stable. Um, I think he's won five for us. But yeah, he's been he's been a great addition to the stable. He um he we bought him cheap, and yeah, he's had sixteen starts for five wins for us. So he's he's consistent, and he he pays for the rest of the team. Yeah, absolutely. A few more like him would be handy. And Fabro, how do you rate his chances there tonight? Yeah, he he definitely will be one of the main contenders. He's he's racing in awesome form. He put in a big race last week. He sort of got held up on the fence there and got out late and 
hit the line awesome and he's got Paige back on him and he sort of goes a little bit better for her with her having that 20 kilos less than me. So hopefully he can be firing for her. <laughs> all right. Well, two good chances there in that first race. And then later in the night, so they've got you there pretty much all night long, race eight, number eight, borderline. Is she getting closer to another win or is she just sort of teasing? Yeah, she's definitely getting close to another win. Like, I, I, I'm not sort of looking into last week's run too much. The race just didn't suit her. I was, I was hoping to try and find the front, but she unfortunately got caught in the chair. And when she got there, she just over-raced and run herself into the ground a little bit. So she'll really appreciate that eight-barrier draw and hopefully put up another performance like she did at Albion and she'll be thereabouts. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because the way this... I would be surprised if you said the draw is not ideal, but it sort of just looks ideal where you don't have to sort of get involved early. You can just follow through nicely. Yeah, definitely. Sort of just see how the field pans out and make a move late and hopefully she'll be too good for them. All right. So out of the three runners tonight, which one are you most confident about? Look, all three, I think, have got really good chances, but um, probably Montana Express, if he gets the right run, he's sort of, he's sort of racing well and it's a bit step back compared to last week. If we can be thereabouts, he'll, he'll definitely give it a red-hot go. All right. And you've only got, is it just the one runner tomorrow, uh, do they see, or is there a few in later? Uh, there's three runners in tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've got two in the last here, I just found. So, uh, okay. Well, surely those 150 wins won't be too far away. You could do it within the next 24 hours. Oh, sure. I'd love to do that. But um, I'll just take the wins when they come. And as long as the horses are racing consistent and pulling up nice and healthy, that's all that matters to me. Is in the team at the moment? Uh, I think we got 15 here now. Um, we got we got a few yearlings. I think we've broke six yearlings in this year so far. So working a lot with young ones and trying to get um, build for the future, sort of thing. Okay, how are you enjoying that challenge working with the young stock? Yeah, I, I enjoy it a lot teaching them teaching them the right manners right from a young age. So that way, when they do hit the track, they they're the absolute professionals just teaching them to stand still and calm and not waste their energy before they need to go round. All right, good stuff. Well, the team's going well, and uh, hopefully that uh, that holds for the, uh, the the next brigade coming through next year with all those young ones. Just quickly, are, are you with Queensland tonight or New South Wales? Yeah, always with Queensland. I'm born here, raised here, so I'll... Um, Always support Queensland. Even if I think New South Wales has the better team, I'll always support Queensland. <laughs> Don't say that. Hey, appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside. No, right, thank you. There's Jonah Hutchison joining us. So a couple of good chances there, Steve. Two mm. in the first, and then he's got borderline lining up in race number eight. Mm. Chris, tomorrow I'm keen to talk to Trevor Lambourne. Of course, he's got a runner in the Oaks, the Queensland Oaks original glaze. He's graduated from standard breeds to thoroughbreds over the past four years or so. It's a really good story because I think he paid $10,000 only for her. And she certainly, um, she's won almost $80,000 in stakes by throwing them. So... Trevor had some good paces over the years, didn't he? What, Jack Hammer, Majestic Kiwi, a couple that come to mind, the Shady one and so on. So, yeah, yeah there you go. So, But it's not, no, we haven't, we've seen it quite a bit over the years, haven't we? Some 
harness participants, um, you know, dip their toe into the thoroughbred world, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. And not only here in Queensland, but right throughout the country, Steve, you've seen a lot of good harness people venture to the gallops and, uh, you know, we've still got some of the very best uh, competing right now. And with Trevor, he's got the water walker at his property as well. And I think that's how it's sort of uh, started for him. He was doing a, a bit of rehabbing or, or pre-training with a lot of the gallopers and uh, then he eventually moved away from the standard breads and, and went full-time with the thoroughbreds. So I know the water walk has been a, a key part to his uh, success. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, he can get Group 1 glory there on the weekend. Who would be the best that's graduated from standard breads to thoroughbreds in the country or Australasia, I reckon? Ooh, there's a few there. Well, you've got Grant Williams, Justin Warwick over in Perth, Fred Kersley in Perth. You've got... Uh, uh, the Robinsons down in New South Wales that are still at the top of their game, like with Terry Robinson. Um, oh, gee, Steve, that's a hard one. Is I'd Mark probably Perth lean going into the thoroughbred world. In New yeah, Zealand? yeah. He bought four yearlings this year at the sales, and I think that's another key part of the reason why the All Stars aren't coming to our carnival this year because they've got a lot of young horses, both standardbreds and thoroughbreds, and Mark's keen to pour the time and, and effort into those young ones. So they're going to be ready next year. Uh, so I think that's a large part of the reason why we're not going to see the All-Stars. So he's another one that's uh, dipping the toe into the thoroughbreds. But uh, there's been some absolute rippers, uh, no mm. question. But I think the Perth boys, they're probably the standouts at, uh, at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. Darren Clayton will, will know. How are you? Yeah, well, thank you, Steve. Chris, good morning. Any others you want to add? Oh, I guess closer to home, you've got um, John Manselman up in Mackay. Um, Lynn yeah. Payton we've spoken about before. She's got a few yeah. developers. Yeah, no, there's certainly certainly plenty there. So um, plenty there. And, and I know Trevor Lamborn, he has a horse as well that's got a few, uh, few got a few trotting owners in it as well. He's got a horse called Klinsman that... Uh, Emma Stewart owns a share in. Uh, I think Tara Butler might also own a share in that horse. So, um, yeah, crossing codes all over the place. There's another one that BJ Smith trains. It's called Smitzer. Steve, it goes mm. around. I think um, it, it was a recent winner, and there's a heap of harness owners in that as well. I think uh, Kylie yeah. Rasmussen and a Wood Manzi. There's a heap of them that are involved in that. Patrice Madden, so... Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah, well, it was a horse they bought, Tex. Uh, Tony Sandick, as the name would suggest. Um, Smite. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay, there you go. All there right. You go. So there's a few that are crossing codes, but we're here to talk about harness racing this morning, and I've got to put you under the pump straight away, Darren. So we've mentioned uh, that the Kiwis are, are very unlikely, especially the big major stables. No Barry Purden, no Mark Purden. No Kentuckiana Lodge, which is Crandall Getty. No Stonewall Start, although they're sort of clinging to hope RD's Express might come. There's, uh, well, this is meant to be a critical week for her, but it's looking unlikely. No Lincoln Farm, so that means no Ray Green, no copy that. Why aren't the Kiwis making the trek across the Tasman? And this will be the second straight year where they're going to be light on numbers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have a concrete answer as to why, Chris, but... Um, I guess from a, a Queensland Carnival perspective, I think perhaps we need to to have a good hard look of it, look at it, and sort of investigate it a little bit further because it, it definitely lightens our carnival off uh, quite dramatically. You look over the years of of how uh, well we've attracted the New, New Zealand horses and the horse trainers, drivers, uh, even the owners being able to come across for a sort of an extended stay and enjoy the break. 
But uh, yeah, last year and this year, it's probably it's not only disappointing, but um, you know, worrying signs that if this is going to be a, a continual, um, you know, year on year out problem is it something to do with the change of calendar it just doesn't it's not suiting the the New Zealand calendar with their major races uh, coming into it I, I don't have whether that is the case I don't know but uh, it's certainly concerning and it's something that probably needs to be addressed in terms of attracting the best horses to the best carnival well, I think Racing Queensland doing their part. The carnival's been bolstered with new races, prize money at really strong levels. So I don't know what more they can do. So it must be from their side, and maybe it coincides with the fact that they've changed their calendar season and this is their opportunity just to sort of lighten off and get them ready for their uh, end-of-year features, races like New Zealand Cup Week at the end of the year. Maybe that's a, a, a focus for a lot of the Kiwis over there. But it is certainly alarming. Last year, zero representation as far as Kiwi horses. This year, we're going to get some, but just not from the big stables. I think there's a flight later this week, direct from Auckland to Brisbane. Manhattan's booked on that flight. Very classy mare. She's aiming towards uh, the Group 1 Golden Girl. Uh, so she's definitely on that flight. Maybe there might be a few trotters that could venture our way also, but... Um, you want the best, and, you know, we're, we're trying to attract the, the best stables. But, again, it looks like um, there's just going to be no representation. Yeah, and um, like you say, Racing Queensland are doing their part. They're putting big money races on, and not just in, you know, particular races. It's across the board. We've got, you know, the trotters have, are really strengthened up now, and, um, you know, the Great Square has now come on board. So... Um, it's not like there's a, a limited option of, of what horses or what age group, what gait. It's it's all covered for uh, now in the carnival. So, yeah, it's certainly disappointing. Um, uh, I, I don't have how you can actually address it because it just it seems that, you know, are, are they a little bit worried by how strong our racing is at the moment? You know, they, well, they that, don't... That's the other... That's the other thing. Is history repeating? We saw it during that golden era with Blacks the Fake Beagle, Johnny Flashing Red, Slip and Slide and the like. There wasn't a great deal of interest from Southerners or the Kiwis, for that matter, to come and race against those horses in their own backyard. So this LTF virus, it, it, it might be growing at a rapid rate and people are just thinking, well, we don't need to go there and race him in his own backyard. Yeah, it's 100% could be the, could be the case and it's... Um... It's a pretty potent virus too. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. So Merlin's out. So we're, we're, we've basically only got the one invite, uh, official invite, and that's, that's leap to fame for the rising sun. If you were to invite the two three-year-olds now that Merlin's out, which way are you leaning right now? Oh, geez, it's a hard one. I'd, I'd love for... Um for Nathan Turnbull to have kept better be the best in sort of some sort of work because geez he'd be he'd be an invite for sure but um, you know he might have some other other horse flesh there that he could bring but um, I don't the lost storm is probably the obvious one but where whereabouts in his program is he at we haven't seen him at the trials yet um, yeah it's a it's a real I guess quandary at the moment as to which way you go. I guess even if you look locally, our three-year-old ranks is probably not a three-year-old that's really stood up and said, 
well, I'm worthy of that invite. We saw RD's flash arrive with a little bit of a height, but he went under on Saturday night behind Queenslander. Um, so that sort of rules that out. Queenslander was quite good, but you probably, to be fair, not one that you're um, putting into a invitation situation just yet. So, yeah, it's a bit of a quandary. I don't know which way to look. Is what about thinking Cardelli? Out- Tardelli, he's an obvious one. We haven't seen him back to the races just yet. Um, you know, he's he's seven from eight in his career as a two-year-old, two group ones. He won that Redcliffe race, which is one of his main targets uh, this time around, this time in work. And uh, he'll be trialling soon, I'd imagine, getting ready for another campaign. So he's certainly one that's up there and uh, with what he's done. And I, I guess... Without knowing how the how everything lines up, but you know, could you look across to Perth and a horse like Never Ending, like is he one that you know has been under our nose but hasn't been really been spoken about? He's nine for nine in his career, just returned. He's had three runs back now; they've all been super. His win there on Friday night at Gloucester Park was was absolutely uh, breathtaking. So, you know, can we get on the phone to Perth again? Well, I have. I've spoken to both Justin and Junior, and uh, they said uh, it's not part of his program. And they, and they both feel, Justin more so, that he probably wouldn't be ready for a trip this big. So maybe next year, they said, certainly as a four-year-old, but uh, not part of his program right now. Um, just on those other horses we've just mentioned, Tardelli trials again tonight. So he trialled last week, trials tonight at Redcliffe. So he's aiming towards that sales series race. So maybe he could be the obvious one. The Lost Storm's the other one, but no one knows where he's sort of at, so um, he hasn't been at the trials. On deadline, who won on Saturday night? Uh, Nathan Turnbull's made contact, and um, he's eyeing both the South East and Queensland derbies. But if he got invited, I, I'm sure he would accept. So there's another one, but it'll be interesting to see uh, which way they go now that Merlin comes out. Yeah, I guess it'd be nice to, to get one in, but... You know, it's getting closer. We're the 31st of May. Um, it's effectively June. It's the first week in uh, June, the race is. Uh, uh, sorry, July. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's getting closer. And, uh, you know, those, those invites and get some um, eyeballs on the race because it's just just seems a little bit flat at the moment. Yeah, yeah, so we'll wait and see, but um, hopefully some more announcements uh, are forthcoming. Um, just on, on that clash early for Saturday night with uh, Leap to Fame and Speak the Truth, it's going to be a race, this one. It's probably, it's one of those things, you, you want to see these good horses race, we're probably expecting to see them both in the in the patrons' purse, but uh, it's come up early and it should be a really good contest. Yeah, sure will, and... Um... We know Leap to Fame, like, he's not sort of brilliant off the arm. So, um, you know, is this an opportunity for, for Adam Sanderson just to chance his arm early? Roxor Diamond's drawn in gate one. He's a he's a hand-up horse. So um, is this opportunity for Speak the Truth to sort of get in front early and, and then that sort of presents some options? Does he leave Leap to Fame parked and just see if he can sort of get him that way or, or let him come around to the front and then see if he can gas him sort of up the lane but uh yeah it's it is a good race and um you know a few in there that probably won't be 
uh, pressuring either of those two, but there's also some nice horses in there. Tim's a trooper who's been living in the shadow of his stablemate Leap to Fame. He draws out on the second line and uh, Yarraman Bella, which she's a mare that's uh, in good form, but again not suited by the gate. She was a last start winner. Um, and Rocks of Diamonds, he's the one that I guess um, he's a perennial place getter, but safe for the right trip, he has a really good change up speed. So um, you know, if he just tucks in behind, you know, he could be a knockout hope. But early indications, you'd think Leap to Fame would be probably starting about the dollar forty, dollar fifty mark, and and probably is the one that wins this race. We won't get a dollar forty. You don't think? No chance. No, no chance. No. It'll be a dollar twenty or shorter. Let's speak the truth there. Yeah. Drawn to his inside. If he drew inside, and you know, would get the dollar fifty. But the fact that he's drawing inside speaks the truth. It'll be a dollar twenty or shorter. Has to, surely. That'll be a question for Ryan on Friday. He's the guru at well, that. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll ask that, and we'll speak with Jared as well on Friday and see what uh, what they do price wise there. So, uh, looking forward to that. And that uh, flashing red, um, that, that could be chaotic there at the start. That's a capacity sized field. Two lines off ten as well. Yeah, it makes it makes it tricky. I probably agree with what Brendan mentioned there before. Make mine Memphis. He's probably a bit stiff to get to get ten meters with some of those other horses there on ten. I know it's hard. You've got a um, you don't want horses coming off too big a handicaps in these type of races. But um, you know you've got eight horses off ten that creates a second line of ten, and again the. Big wheels and black sedans get uh, get the short shift there inside those two positions on the second line. So um, only three runners off the front, which I guess I found a little bit a uh, little bit sort of intriguing there. But I guess some of those off the ten definitely deserve a ten metre handicap. I thought, um, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting race. Certainly, plenty of early traffic, but. It's good that we've had these sort of, um, you know, standing start races over consistent weeks, and it really works in the in the favour of these races in terms of um, the horses are a little bit more settled. They get that practice, and they're more uh, they're more inclined to get away cleanly. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting when those two big lines go away. And LL Cool J off the ten metres, he looks to uh, looks nicely in there with his brilliant stand start record. Mm. So we look forward to that race on Saturday. We'll talk more about that on Friday. Just speaking of stand starts and horses aiming towards the Redcliffe Cup now that the field has been drawn for the flashing red. Expensive Ego won a stand start trial earlier today down in Sydney. So that's interesting. Does that mean they're considering the Redcliffe Cup, given the fact that he did step there? A um, couple of other interesting horses. Neptune stepped out in the trial today. Now with Robbie Morris, he was able to go 54-4 and he won by a space. So maybe he could be a bit of a, uh, a consideration for a three-year-old invite. Who knows? Major Meister was able to be can't find a better man. Uh, they went fast time there, 51-8. So uh, I think Sydney is certainly going to have strong representation for the carnival. We saw the Golden Cup on the weekend, Swayze. Still unbeaten since joining uh, Jason Grimson, and it looks like he's going to be headed back this way. So it's going to be interesting, but I think Sydney's going to have real strength in numbers. 
Yeah, they certainly are. The, the Cobbity team starting to, to find their feet again, get some nice horses. Bondi locked down, of course. Not sure whether we'll see him up here, but you'd, you'd think we would. Um, mm. Yeah, that's an interesting one with expensive ego uh, stepping away from the tape. So, um, you know, he might be one there. Um, yeah, looking forward to what, what sort of comes up there. Rock and roll hammer from the McCarthys. He went around in the New South Wales Derby heats earlier in the year, so... You'd expect he's one that probably on his way up as well. Uh, I watched... I haven't um, seen Neptune before, so um, interesting that uh, he was able to win that trial by a big space. So uh, looking forward to what uh, what he can do, and you'd expect him to be on the way up here as well if he's trained by Robbie Morris. So with uh, Grant Ditson training a huge team there uh, for the Morrises out there... Um, since they've arrived and they're having good success since they've been up here. Another winner yesterday for Robbie with Sir Richard Lee. So with Merlin out of the derby, that that derby is really open now. So it's going to be interesting. So a couple of horses you just mentioned there, uh, just from the trial today, Rock and Roll Hammer Neptune. Um, There's a few others that are sort of lurking for the derby as well. Uh, And even down in Victoria last week, OK Boomer was able to score first up Nathan Jank. Louis Luai, who runs second behind OK Boomer there, starting to talk about the Queensland derby. Seve, who's now with Andy Gaff, he was able to win a trial and rate fast time on Monday night. So it's going to be interesting, the Queensland derby. Merlin coming out, I think, just really opens up those uh, couple of features, the South East and the Queensland derby. So interesting times. Uh, let's focus on Redcliffe tonight. Ten of the best there. Where do we find your best? Yeah, I found it a, a tough night there at Redcliffe. I thought uh, there's a few races were a little bit tricky. So um, I'm going to go into race... Where is it? Race four, horse number seven, Goldie's a Delight. Follows out a good beginner in the shape of Mr. Hart. I think just needs to get to the passing lane with a little bit of momentum and, and she can certainly take her shot. Um, she went around in the trot rods uh, last week and was runner-up to Bling, it, Bling the Luck two runs back. So uh, with, with the tidy trip in behind the speed, just needs a little bit of luck to maintain the momentum. But I thought she gets a chance, race four, number seven. Okay, two twenty with tab fixed price right now. Goldie's a delight. Anything else you like on the card? Yeah, I have to stick with this one. I've been following it for a long time. It's just seems to always come up a little bit short, but he finally gets a good gate. It's race two, horse two, Gabby Sportstar, and has changed back to the Nathan Hurst stable. Uh, Nathan from Bathurst. He's up here campaigning a team, but uh, they had Gabby Sportstar up here for an extended period with Dave McKenzie. Nathan takes back over this horse, and um, he's got a pretty good record at Al- at uh, in, at Redcliffe, I should say, uh, in terms of placings. He hasn't really been able to convert that into victory. Uh, I think he finds the right type of race here, and I'll stick with him to bounce back. Race two, number two, Gabby Sportstar. Okay, full rate of the win, dollar seventy-five right now at tab fixed prize. What about the quaddy? Any numbers for the quaddy tonight? Yeah, there's. Um, Plenty of numbers there in the first leg. I've got number four, feeling the power on top. Could this be his night? He's been winless for over 12 months now, but um, probably gets the right type of race. Throw in number five for no reason. She won't be far away. And number eight, flawless. Um, Struck trouble last time out. Can certainly turn it around. 
The second leg, race six, uh, got number three, Tullhurst Cuddles, on top in the same vein as Gabby Sportstar back into the stable of Nathan Hurst and uh, got a good record there at, at Redcliffe. Uh, rolled in gold, we heard from Brendan Barnes. Uh, I thought she can certainly feature, as could number four, five-star Jim. Took on the Breeders' Classic Constellation last time out where um, he was doing the setting the speed out in front. So we'll go three, four, five. Third leg, race seven. I've got number eight, Atomic Pete, on top. I think he gets every opportunity here to, to finally get a breakthrough. He's um, been going close, just can't seem to put them away. I think tonight is the night for him. If there's a dangerous, probably number four, Hollywood bound. So we'll go four and eight. And in the last leg, happy to go one out with number five, Perfect Feeling from the Dale March and Richard March team. Um, just finds the right race, I think, here. He can get forward from that wide gate and prove too strong. So bringing it home with him, number five, perfect feeling. Okay, so numbers tonight for the quaddy, four, five, eight, into three, four, five, into four and eight, and then we finish off with five only. $18, 100%. Uh, was it that cheap? I thought it was what, three by three is not yet. That's right, 18, three by three by two. Easy, we'll take it a couple of times now. Uh, so that's easy and your best bet, race four, uh, it comes up in uh, the shape of seven Goldies, a delight, two twenty, and race two, number two, Gabby Sports Star, four eighty, right now. So that's all in front of us tonight. Ten races at Redcliffe, kicking off at five oh seven. No point asking you. You're leaning blue tonight. Uh, rhetorical question, was it? Of course, <laughs> I'm blue. Of course, I'm blue. I'll be I'll be disappointed again, but yeah, I'll, I'll stick strong. <laughs> Just going back to some of those. <laughs> yeah. Just going back to some of those three-year-olds, um, not sure whether Shane Sanderson would be looking to make a trip back home, yeah. so to speak. Um, got a couple of nice three-year-olds there and Catalpa Rescue being one of those. So a few, a few others there into the mix as well. Yeah, Dangerous being the other one, is, of course. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, really open. I think the Oaks is much the same. Uh, and just quickly... That flight that goes to North America, I think it's either early next week or end of this week, a couple of well-known horses. My alderman Byron's on that flight, so he has been sold. He's headed to North America. And the good mare from Sydney's on that flight as well, Madrid. Uh, very underrated, that mare. Terrific record. Over $350,000 in stakes. So her future lies in North America as well. So a couple of, uh, you know, big names on that flight headed to, uh, to uh, America. Yeah, it's always disappointing to see those horses go. Mm, too right, too right. Uh, Punk Rock is another three-year-old that could be headed our way from New Zealand for the Derby, so don't be shocked if his name pops up somewhere. Punk Rocker. Uh, and I think Andy Gaff has got a new horse as well in his stable just coming over from New Zealand, so we'll watch with interest there. It might be uh, Terry, the son of Terry to love. Well, that is Mobile Rolling for this Wednesday morning. You've excelled again, Darren. We'll talk again on Friday morning. We'll do all the form for the big flashing red. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve. Go the Blues.